I'm Lily. Oh, wait, I'm still I'm chewing. Not going yet. <laughs> I'm Lily. And I'm Ellie. And, and this, this is, is Life Actually. Actually. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm sorry about that intro. I was <laughs> eating my salad still. And I was like ready to go. I've had a brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso. Me and Elle just grabbed Starbucks and I'm like jittery. I'm like hype. Yeah, for some reason go. like that espresso has not hit me yet. And I don't know if I should be concerned. Ellie, or... that was literally like four espresso shots. Yeah. That, literally because there's four espresso shots in a venti, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it's not hitting me, but it will later. I'll be up till like 2 a.m. cleaning. <laughs> Love that. But whatever, I feel like I get some of my best stuff done at 2 o'clock in the morning. Do you ever feel like that? You probably don't stay up like that. I like, okay, recently I've been having this problem where I literally get so tired at 8 Mm p.m. But I think it's because I'm so sleep trained to getting up at 4.30 a.m. Because that's Mm -hmm. my routine lately is every day. But I, it just gets to 8 p.m. and I try to read on my Kindle and I just like pass out. Yeah. But okay, do you ever feel like this? Do you ever feel like you get too much sleep and then you can't wake up? Sometimes, yeah. It just, I don't know, like for me, sleep is so weird right now because my mm-hmm. schedule has been changing so much with sleep. Like with Lennon, he's a good sleeper, but like I feel like the times we go to bed are always changing. Like there's nights where we're hanging out with Landon's parents mm-hmm. and we're over there until 11 and then we don't get here until, you know, 11:15, and then we don't put him to bed until later or there's nights where we would put him to bed at eight or nine and it's like, you know, then we stay out and watch a movie for a while or we just go to bed. I don't know. It, it's always constantly changing and I really feel like I've done a lot of intuitive sleeping mm-hmm. um lately because that's just kind of all I can do I just have to be flexible right yeah no you're definitely in a phase of your life I feel like where things aren't like super super consistent right but you know me on the flip side I kind of get home and I'm just like oh you know like there's nothing I absolutely have to do so if I'm tired I just will like fall asleep yeah but it works against me because sometimes I feel like when I fall asleep at like 8 30 p.m and I'm getting up at five that is like too much sleep for me like I know some people need a lot of sleep I only need like seven hours and Mm -hmm. I'm like good to go but if I get too much sleep I cannot get myself out of bed the next day like I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but so I've been like making myself stay up to like 10 or 10 30 because I'm like Lily you are not gonna be able to get out of bed the next morning there's definitely a sweet spot yeah, and I feel like for me it's maybe like eight to nine hours but if I get more than that it's definitely harder and I think a big part of it is I don't know if you're like this but there's a certain amount of sleep I'll get where I will wake up mm-hmm. like if I get eight hours I will definitely wake up after eight or nine hours and then like I'll have to go back to sleep if I want to get more sleep and then at that point like when I go back to sleep after waking up to an alarm or whatever I'm like I can't get out of bed after yeah that. well I don't innately wake up that's a problem with me if I didn't have 12 alarms I would sleep until noon every day like I don't know why my body's like that but I don't innately just wake up and I wish I did you know like people who say they like wake up automatically at like oh, 7 a.m that is not me like I wish it was though I'm jealous of that if I, I get on a why. schedule I don't even have to have an alarm clock I mean I'll set one anyway but like if I'm on a good sleep schedule my body just wakes me yeah. up and that's something else so it's like super nice especially now like the more I get in kind of like a routine with stuff with Lennon and like his sleep I mean it's obviously changing by the week but like if I can get like a a pretty good schedule going for a couple of days my body will wake me up at that same time like every day of the week so that's that's nice too especially for like working out mm-hmm. and stuff like I'll wake up feed him and then just go to the gym yeah. or like whatever 
Yeah, see, I really want to get one of those. What is it, like an aura ring? Do you know what I'm talking about, the sleep rings? Uh Uh-uh. So there's like a ring you can wear. I think it's called aura, and it will tell you like how long you're in REM sleep and like all these details about your sleep because I get such intense deep sleep. Like our alarm, like to my house went off in the middle of the night. Like everything's fine. Like it's fine. Um, But our alarm went off, like the one, like the security burglar one that's so loud, like so, so, so loud. Like our neighbors can probably hear it and I did not wake up my mom was like did you not hear that like you didn't wake up and I literally don't wake up to that and so I'm like I have to just be getting a full like seven hours of REM sleep because I get in such a deep sleep but that's another reason why I think that I don't need as much sleep as other people I think sleep is one of those things that's like very variable you know some people may need like nine hours of sleep some people may need like six or seven yeah Um, I think it's a very very variable and like dependent on the person right yeah I can definitely see that I feel like, too, like, you have to figure out what works for, like, this, the amount of things you have to get done in that mm-hmm. day, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I'm not the type of person who does well with, like, sleeping in necessarily. I think when I sleep in, I, like, end up kind of being lazy all day. I, I think I do better if I just, like, get more sleep on the front mm-hmm. end, like, go to bed earlier. But then, like, for you, you said that that can also make you more tired. So I think it depends on the person, but you kind of have to figure out what works for yeah. you. Nice little tangent about sleep. <laughs> Not that we know anything. We're not experts, but that's just kind of like what works for us. But to get into what we were going to talk about today, we just wanted to kind of dive in to expectations versus reality and just the reality of the stages of life we're in. We've talked a lot about what it looks like to be post-grad, what it looks like to be postpartum, but I feel like, you know, you guys still see a lot of the highlight reel. Obviously, we keep Mm -hmm. it real with you guys on here, but you know, if you're not listening to every single podcast or, you know, you're mostly just following us on social media, you're seeing a lot of the good things. Um, and things are good for both of us. I can confidently say that. Um, I just think that there is kind of this expectation that comes along with like any positive change coming in your life. And then there's a reality of it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the reality is better than what you expected. And then there's times where the reality is worse. And so I just think that that's like a really important thing to go into. And like, even today in yoga class we were talking about expectations and like how expectations can shape what you're capable of and like I feel like for me like especially in class like every day you're capable of a different level of movement so whenever I go to yoga like there's days where I may be able to hold my crow pose and then there's days where I can't even get my feet off the floor and it's like I think you have to kind of not go into anything with expectations whether it's an exercise whether it's a stage of life you have to not have those expectations especially negative ones or like overly optimistic ones because I think sometimes that can set you up for failure like if you're expecting yourself to be able to do something and you can't or if you're expecting yourself to not be able to do something and then you can't yeah no I totally agree and I think that you know for me a lot of times where my expectations come from is social media and like viewing everyone's highlight reel and that can just end up being super super unrealistic you know everyone is coming from different backgrounds different circumstances you know like some people like for example with college like with me recently you know Luckily, I didn't graduate with any college debt, but this is just a random example. You know, some people graduate college with a lot of debt. Some people graduate college and they're ready to move right away and do all the things and like dive right into everything. Like everyone I feel like is just in different positions of their life. And so that is what 
I feel like when it can really go wrong when you create all these expectations is you look at other people and other people's circumstances when yours yeah. are so so different and those expectations just aren't feasible for you right um, and it doesn't always have to be a negative thing at all but I think you just need to be realistic with yourself at the end of the day and being realistic has saved me from a lot of unnecessary pain and heartbreak um just you know having goals and looking forward to things but keeping it real and like knowing what is going to be realistic for me at that moment at that time in my life and I think you know for you just don't have these super super unrealistic expectations of things you're going to do and I think like one huge example of this that I really really came to realize is you know, for me, I am kind of in this pivotal time where I'm considering where I'm going to move and like making all these changes and I'm post-grad and things are changing a lot and it's just a big time of change and a big time of big decisions to make and one of those decisions for me, like I said, is where I'm going to move and, you know, I have like heavily looked into um, moving to New York City. I still have no idea exactly where I'm moving yet. Everything is like susceptible to change but, you know, one of those things that I've had to come to reality about is that that my version of New York City and like my life there is not going to be someone who like has like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of money and is rich and can afford like the nicest penthouse and like those things $10 all day. coffee every day yeah so like I think the biggest thing is being realistic in that situation you know being optimistic but also being realistic because yeah. I am I can't move there and then disappoint myself and be upset you know, not saying I am or I'm not, but I just think it is important to be really realistic with yourself in a lot of situations. Yeah. Well, and because if you kept telling yourself like, okay, I'm going to move to New York Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have the same life that I'm just making this up, you know, so-and-so has, then Mm -hmm. once you get there, you realize you can't afford the $10 coffee every day. It's not that you're broke, but you just can't like do all of these crazy Mm -hmm. luxurious things and go out and party every night because Mm -hmm. you have to work the next day or whatever. And those are the only reasons that you're thinking that that sounds fun, it's kind of a time to do inventory with yourself and think like, okay, am I actually interested in moving there or mm-hmm. is it just my expectations and the the things that come with it that I'm thinking come with it, you know, is that why I want to move? Yes. And so like, you know, that's, that's huge. And that goes with mm-hmm. a lot of things in life. Like, you know, if you're considering any sort of life change or if you have a dream, like I think it's really important to dream, but it's also important, like you said, be realistic. Like you can't just have this dream that has absolutely no strings attached. That is just like out there in la la land. Like you have to break it down and like figure out, okay, like what aspects of this dream are going to be difficult? Like are the trade-offs that are there, are those worth it? Like, am I going to enjoy you know, if I, how badly do I want to live in Florida? Do I want to live there enough to pay twice the rent that I pay here? Do I want to live there enough to work six days a week? Like those kinds of things, those are like trade-offs you have to make and then break it down and realize, okay, if I'm working six days a week, how often am I really at the beach? Mm -hmm. How often am I actually enjoying the sun? Those types of things. And then it's like, is it still worth it? So, you know, I'm not saying don't, don't dream big, don't chase your dream, don't move to Florida, but like you have to think that through and that goes with everything, you know, I mean people who want to have babies, it's like, you know, there's a lot of times where people get negative about it and they're like, oh well, you know, don't forget you have to wake up during the night, you have to do this, you have to do that and I think for me, you know, kind of to get things on the flip side, 
I think um, having a baby has actually been more of a pleasant surprise when it comes to the reality side of it. Like, I I thought that it would be, I hate to use the word harder, but I thought it would be harder than this. I think that I was expecting a lot more, um, you know, hardship than has actually occurred. And, you know, I knock on wood, but but that's that's been the reality of it for me is I went into it with expectations that I would get no sleep, that I would have no time for friends, that I would just like, you know, be covered in baby poop and spit up all day long, never be able to dress up, never be able to get my, my makeup on and like all of these things. And it's like, really, I was pleasantly surprised because I do have time for a lot of the things. I mean, not everything. There's obviously sacrifices, but but for the most part, like, I live an even better life now than I would have thought, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely think, like, that's a prime example of, you know, your expectations working on the flip side and actually turning out to be a really positive, really great thing. And that can definitely happen sometimes. You know, I just think it's important to not live in la-la land because yeah. naive Lily, you know, like, I feel like I used to live in la-la land about, you know, we can use the New York City example again about, like, seeing my favorite influencer, Danielle Carolina, followed her forever. We'll just be specific. Um, like, seeing her have a dry bar membership and, like, doing all of these things and getting dinner every single night, but, you know, I can't live in this cloud of, like, la-la land and think that's going to be my life every day, so I think that you just have to be super, super careful and always taking inventory of what you see versus what is going to be the reality for you and what's going to be put in front of you and what is going to be accessible to you and what you will be able to do and just considering what your life is going to look like in that situation versus what you kind of think and what you dream and what you want and it is good to dream and want and have goals and think oh my gosh like this could be so amazing if I lived here and did all these things and it's good to have those aspirations and you know meditate on your future and think about the things that you want but I think that there has to be a balance of really just being realistic and knowing where you are at and knowing what is just going to be the best for you overall considering all of the options considering all of the factors and all the things kind of like you were mentioning with Florida you know like how often would you be able to go to the beach like those are just it's not that you should let that completely bog you down but you should definitely consider those factors like it's important things to consider yeah because everything comes with trade-offs good or bad yes and I think that like you know especially in an age of social media but even if you're not even thinking along the lines of social media I think we have a tendency to take our favorite um, like, you know, elements from other people's lives, especially, you know, in the social media world, you know, you see your favorite influencer who is always with her family. And then you see your other favorite influencer who is always going and partying and clubbing. And then you see your other favorite influencer who is, you know, eating so healthy and waking up at 5am and working out and all these things. And then you put pressure on yourself to be all three. And I think something that, you know, we don't realize a lot of the time is, well, first of all, we don't realize we're doing it. So that is something that I think you have to be very cognizant of. And then the other thing is, I don't think that people realize that like those people are making trade-offs. Like that girl that's going out clubbing is not getting up at 5 a.m. like your other favorite influencer is. And the influencers that getting that's getting up at 5 a.m. and going to work out doesn't have kids. And she's not you know, raising a family and spending time with their family. And that one who's spending time with their family doesn't have time to go out clubbing. So it just kind of goes in a circle. It's like every single one of those people is making trades too. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying, you know, pick your favorite and just go with that. But I mean, kind of, you 
have to obviously create your own version, but you have to pick the things that matter the most to you and those have to gain your focus and other things, you know, they might be like smaller parts of your life. Like maybe you have time to party once a month or, you know, every other month one time or, you know, maybe partying is important to you so you're not going to work out. But I feel like you have to realize that you have to make the trade-off. You can't just like, you know, wear yourself down trying to do all of it. And I think that's really huge. Mm -hmm. And then I think another thing is, is romanticizing where you're at. I am a huge believer of romanticizing your life. I know you are too, Lily. And I feel like that is a big thing. Like, obviously you're not being like fake with yourself. It's your life. It's your circumstances you're in. But choosing to like see the beauty in every day, choosing to pour your Olipop into a wine glass and put ice in it and sit on the couch with your feet up Mm -hmm. in your cozy socks, like just do the little things like that to make your life feel more like what you're dreaming of instead of just thinking like, you know, nothing is is going how I want. I'm just going to keep on suffering until I get to where I want to be. You know, enjoy where you're at now too because you'll look back one day and you'll miss where you're at now. I mean, there's not a stage in my life that I don't miss except maybe like middle school. Yeah, I just think that romanticizing your life is such an important thing to hit on and I think that it's a decision you can make every single day and I think that the little things that you do and the little decisions you make add up even more than big things sometimes. You know, the conscious decision you make to have like a nice warm coffee in the morning before you leave while you watch your favorite YouTuber or while you read your favorite book. Maybe you can only do that for 10 or 15 minutes, but it's the little things like that that just make you so happy and give you this more optimistic outlook on life that don't let you, you know, feel like your circumstances are kind of pulling you down. Um, You know, prime example of this kind of is when I graduated college, I, and the months leading up to graduating in college, so this wasn't that long ago I knew that I was entering a, probably a year of my life which is this year where I was going to be doing a lot of work a lot of hustling a lot of grinding um and a lot of mundane things that I didn't just to be frank I didn't want to do um you know for example I'm about to be working at the hospital um and not working I'm not getting paid it's my dietetic internship I'm about to be in an internship at the hospital for like seven or eight hours a day I'm not getting paid it is taking up so much of my time yes it's going to be a great return because I'm going to be a dietitian from it but in the moment like knowing that I have to do you know this internship for six months and not get paid and it's just a long strenuous process I knew that that was probably going to not be my favorite period of my life to be frank but I chose to do things to kind of counter that and make it still like a happy and kind of motivating space for me to be in for example I redid my room um recently like right around Christmas time when I moved back home and in January I redid my room not because I you know I'm gonna be here for so long and I'm gonna get a lot out of it at my parents house like you know who knows I might not be at my parents house much longer maybe by the end of the year like no one knows but you know I could have looked at that and been like oh that's like a bad investment money wise like why would we just like pour all this money into my room and I'm not going to be here for long but it has inspired me and motivated me and I think honestly kept me out of this funk you know kept me from going into kind of like post-grad depression that they refer to um but you know kind of circling it all back to expectations I expected you know when I graduated college to be miserable and kind of depressed honestly 
but it really hasn't been that way. You know, this hasn't been the best, most fulfilling, happiest time in my life, but it at the same time has not been the worst. And I think making little decisions like redoing my room and doing the little habits every day that make me happy, going to cycle bar, like going to the places is what's fulfilling me and making it better. And, you know, not turning that expectation into a reality in this case, a negative right. one. And, you know, I also think that there is something to say about if you are entering a phase of your life, you know, that might not be the most ideal, you know, a phase of your life you're not looking forward to the most, whether it's another year of school you have, it's going to be really hard and you have a really, really hard schedule this semester, or, you know, you have to like work this job that you don't like in order to get another better job. I think that it's worth saying that, you know, having the, not having the expectation that it's going to be the worst year of your life or the worst you know, semester of your life just because it's hard and just because you're going to go through trials. But, you know, mentally prep for that time. If that is kind of like the expectation in the back of your mind, prep and take the steps so that, you know, maybe that alleviates some of that negativity. Um, Like for me, again, like the example I literally just talked about, redoing my room was huge for me. I truly think that having an environment that I loved, that was bright and light and happy for me and having my diffuser and just all the changes I made to my room put me in a happy environment so at least when I am home and that's a place that I can control I'm in a good headspace and I'm not miserable and I'm not you know having these terrible negative thoughts and being like oh wow my expectation was right you know this is a horrible phase of my life and I'm sad and miserable you know I'm not thinking that way because when I do come home from you know maybe a bad long day at the hospital or whatever you know I'm not in that negative space too and so I think there's just is really something to say for mentally prepping yourself mentally you know prepping your environment just taking the extra steps to you know, put happiness in your life and and put things in your life that are going to be beneficial to you during that time. Yeah. It's the little things, you know, it's like if you know you're dreading going to the hospital, make a day out of like prepping for it, you know, like go buy the pink scrubs and the cute name badge clip, like do those little things that like make you happier and make you feel more, you know, confident, empowered, excited. I feel like a big thing with going back to school, like a lot of kids, even when you're younger, you know, like going back to school is not always exciting, especially like as you get into like middle and high school, I feel like it gets a little more stressful, but we all look forward to it. Like I feel like we're cultured to kind of look forward to it because, you know, we do back to school shopping and we think about seeing our friends and stuff. You have to keep your mind a positive place. I think that is huge. It's always, always, always mind over matter. And if you can keep your mind positive, then you are going to have such better results. And I feel like the way, one of the ways to keep your mind positive is by doing the little things. And we've had so many conversations about that. You know, we talked about how I like to go to the dollar spot. We talked about how, you know, how minimizing your distractions can help we talked about how like little additions here and there you know natural light in certain areas brighter colors you know having a new outfit for something if you're dreading something I don't know whatever it is you need to do to get yourself excited I think that's huge and like especially with 
you know, not even necessarily stages of your life that you're going to dread, but even just challenging things. Like Lily said, she's looking forward to becoming a dietitian. She's probably even looking forward to the experience she's going to gain in the hospital. But I think it's the being in the hospital itself that's kind of throwing her. So if she can break that down and figure that out, she can minimize her amount, try to minimize her amount of time she's spending in the hospital, you know, and then also do things to make that aspect of it better, you know? I think that's really, really big. And whatever it is that, like, you, when you break it down, whatever thing it is that you're dreading, that's the thing that you need to, like, work on yeah. figuring out and making better. Well, and so I actually, like, I can so use myself as an example right now because I feel like this is just my life right now. Like, I'm in a phase of my life that's, like, I personally feel like, I'm so thankful, so I don't want to come across as, like, being ungrateful or anything. Like, I'm thankful for where I'm at, but it just feels like it sucks in some different ways. I'm happy overall, but anyways, that's the gist. But with the hospital, again, that I'm going to and kind of dreading, Ellie, I think that you really hit on exactly how I'm feeling. You know, the hospital experience is going to be so valuable for me, and I totally need that. But I think, you know, someone telling me, okay, you have to be here from 8 to 3 or 8 to 4 all day, and you're not getting paid. Like, that is just hard and because you're not really seeing a huge return in the moment but I've already like started prepping for that and prepping the little things like you're talking about so that I don't get super sad because I start this on Monday I haven't started it yet but one of those things is a shred membership um I'm getting a unlimited shred membership so that I can do a a. 6am workout at shred and then walk to Quill's coffee and then get Quill's coffee and get some work done for my social media like still do things I want to do and then go into the hospital so I'm not feeling like I can't do social media anymore so I'm not feeling feeling like I can't study for my RD exam and I'm going to fail my RD exam because I have no time. Um, So I think that, you know, knowing that I can get my Quills coffee and knowing that I have my Shred membership and I can go into Shred um, and Logan Street Market is like not even five minutes away from me. That's another place I love. On my lunch break, I can go there and get some work done and get a bagel sandwich. Like it's those little things that I've already had in the back of my mind that I know, especially when I'm having bad days, when I just feel really defeated and down about where I'm at, like that's going to be my go-to. I'm going to go get a big old sandwich I'm gonna walk to Quill's coffee yeah like take my shred class like I think all of those things you have to have the little things that make you happy sprinkled in your day yeah because if it's a whole day of just negativity um and feeling sad and feeling sorry for yourself it, you're you're gonna be a miserable it's gonna be a really miserable phase of your life and guys life is too short for you to be feeling miserable every day in any phase of your life like I don't care what you're doing like sometimes life is just hard and you go through different phases you may not like but but you should not be feeling miserable every single day. You know, you've got to find the joy in those little moments because life is going to fly by so fast and you don't want to waste a month, a year, two years um, of misery. You know, you you don't. It's just, it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, I think like too, you know, we talk about reducing friction a lot and I, I think that that's a big thing that people who are very successful talk about, reducing distractions, reducing any like amount of things in your life that are pulling you away from what you need to get done. I think that that's huge and like, you know, if you're dreading going to the hospital that day, Lily, that's a perfect example. You're not going to you know, if you have to be the hospital at eight, you're not waking up at 7.15, getting ready by 7.30 and then leaving. You're giving yourself extra time to get in things that you want to do, getting up early, being intentional about making your day enjoyable elsewise. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that a word? 
otherwise that's what elsewise. i meant to say i was going with like elsewhere el- yeah, or yeah. otherwise i meant to say otherwise so other other than going to the hospital your day is enjoyable mm-hmm. so you're you're reducing the negative things you have to get done in the day i think another big thing is and you know you can't obviously choose what time of the day you have to go to work but if there are um things in your life that are asynchronous or you know kind of like the pace is up to you but there are things that you dread doing I recommend like doing them first thing. We've talked about this so many times. I've told you guys my favorite quote. If you have to eat a frog, eat it in the morning. If you have to eat two frogs, eat them one after the other. Get the things over with that you're not looking forward to. Or maybe it's not even that you're not looking forward to them, but they seem harder as the day Mm -hmm. goes on. For me, like I love working out. I always look forward to working out, but working out seems like an inconvenience as the day goes on. So I like to get that over with in the morning. I think that that's just huge. Like if you have the flexibility to do that and to pick your schedule, choose to do the things that cause like friction Mm -hmm. in your day earlier in the day. I think that that's really big. And yeah, I think just just taking time to romanticize things and to, you know, make a day out of things. And like if you have an exam and, you know, you don't have class that day, but you have an exam and, you know, whatever, maybe you just choose to focus on that and you don't focus on any of the other things that day. You get your workout in, you get yourself some coffee, you study, you take it slow and then you have your exam at two. And then after that, you just let yourself relax because you've worked so hard for that versus like, you know, trying to cram other things, trying to cram homework for other classes, letting your mind race, you know, romanticize everything that you possibly Mm -hmm. can. And, you know, whenever certain things can't be made fun, then just try to, you know, change your outlook on the rest of the day. Well, I think this is, you know, we've both shared like our personal experiences. I think that this is a good time to point out that you have to do okay you have to do what works for you you know your life and your circumstances and what you're doing day to day what career you're aspiring to go to like your goals all of that is gonna make what we're saying very very personal to you so the little things that you do every day the little priorities you have like someone who is a student in med school you know versus me like a dietetic student like it's gonna look completely different and that's gonna look completely different from Ellie who is a new mom and you know is navigating being at home with her baby and just you know finding routine and all those different things like it's gonna look different for every single person and the little things also that fulfill you I think are different for every single person um you know I think working out is like that for a lot of people but you know for you it may not be for you it may be like reading a book on your couch that like you really really need to make sure you do because it just puts you in another world and it just makes you feel good it makes you feel happy or watching 20 minutes of your favorite youtuber like whatever is going to really bring happiness and fulfillment into your life like you need to do but I think it's worth noting that you need to discover those things and figure them out yourself and you know really make note of them even in your notes app like keeping track of the things that really really make you happy um Mm -hmm. like for me that's working out another one for me is coffee like coffee makes me happy specifically when it's good weather and I can walk and get coffee like the fact that I can walk to quills from the hospital is just like so like that alone just like 
makes it a million times better because I really cherish walks and I really cherish a good iced oat milk latte. Let's be real. Yeah. I love a good, lo- I love a good oat latte. So I think that you just kind of have to do some self-discovering, do some self-reflecting, yeah. ask yourself the questions, you know, what really makes me happy? Um, what makes me smile so big? Like what just like puts that good, fulfilled, happy, motivated feeling in me, you know, whether what it's working out. You. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what motivates you to just keep pushing forward? Um, is it a mood board on Pinterest? Yeah. Is it reading your book uh, in your comfy clothes in your bed with a warm cup of tea that just like fills your heart back up? Like what is that? You know, you have to find it for you. Everyone has different things that make them tick and make them so happy and so motivated and just so recharged. You have to find that for you and then you have to really prioritize it and find ways to fit it into your routine. Yeah. Because let's be real guys, I'm a huge reader and I love to read but it's not easy to fit that into my routine. Yeah. Like at all. Like I have to really prioritize it so I think you are going to also have to be willing to commit and make the time to do these things. Um, Ellie, like that example you were hitting on earlier, you know, I could just get up, roll out of bed at 7.15, leave at 7.30, give myself no time for myself um, and not prioritize those other things because maybe I didn't want to get up early or, you know, maybe I just like didn't want to do that. But, you know, in reality, that would be hurting me if I didn't prioritize myself and make the time to do those things. Yeah. Well, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I want to do some self-discovery, but I don't know how. I don't know what things are going to motivate me. I don't know what things make me tick. Or maybe you're thinking like, I know what I like, but I don't know how to incorporate that. I will say the biggest way, the the first place to start, the the best way to discover yourself, the best way to, to romanticize your life, to just change your reality is to just let your mind and your heart be where your feet are. I know that that sounds so, you know, generic, but like seriously, wherever your feet are, whether you're in your house, you're on your couch, you're in your bed, you're with your mom, you're with your brother, you're with your sister, you're with your best friend, you're all alone walking through the park, wherever you are listening to this right now, go ahead and do this grounding exercise where you just practice being where you are. Like let your mind be where you are, let your heart be where you are, let all of the things that you're thinking about be right in this room or this wherever it is that you are in your car outside and just notice what's around you, notice the things you like, notice the things you don't like, notice the things you can control, notice the things you can't control, and then just kind of take inventory from there. I think that that is really a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and yeah, especially like if you're someone who likes to exercise, for me, it's been groundbreaking just like being in the room when I work out. I know that sounds crazy, but like especially as a new mom, it's like my mind is wondering a lot of the time. If I'm getting my nails done, I'm thinking about my baby. If I'm out with a friend, I'm thinking about my baby. And it's like when I'm working out, I try to set my intention at the beginning and like I think that, okay, I'm doing this for me, I'm doing this for him, I'm doing this for my family, I'm doing this for my health, I'm doing this for the longevity of my life, all of those things. I set that intention at the beginning and then I just let my mind be clear as much as possible for the rest of that time and I just try to move my body and focus on my body movement, focus on what I'm doing. For me, that looks like, you know, being in front of a mirror when I exercise. I really like being in front of a mirror. It helps me to focus on where I'm at for some people that might be too distracting. Maybe you need to not be in front of a mirror. Maybe you need a a just plain room and, you know, you have to figure out what works for you. Obviously, this applies to more than just working out, but, but where you are, you need to be where you are. You need to figure that out. And, 
And also it will help you realize your triggers, your negative triggers. You know, if you're with a friend and you are where and you you really use that mindfulness practice of you know I'm gonna be present and you're with a friend and you're realizing that that friend is making you feel anxious making you feel upset and mad and stressed or all or any of those things that's a good way you can take inventory and say I'm gonna spend less time with this person or if you're with a friend and on the flip side they're making you feel happy and calm and confident I just went to dinner with a friend and her mom the other night and I was feeling calm I was feeling confident I was feeling happy and I just remember thinking like wow I'm so glad I'm in this moment because if I wasn't I may not have noticed that these people make me feel like this if I was thinking about something else the whole time or I was on my phone or whatever I wouldn't I would have missed this opportunity to realize that these are people that fill me up Mm -hmm. so I just think that's really big just be where you are yeah Well, and I think that, you know, that there's really something to say for being just really in tune with yourself, like you were hitting on. I think that's so, so important. And, you know, our minds are racing all the time. We have so much going on social media, like we're always stimulated. So taking a moment to be in tune with yourself and recognizing those things is so important. And I can definitely get better on that myself. That's one thing that I progressively need to work on. Um, And, you know, I think that along the lines of if you are someone who doesn't know what makes you tick, doesn't know what fulfills you, doesn't know exactly what makes you happy, don't be afraid to try new things. You know, we can get so stuck in our comfort and doing things like what's just comfortable to us, but I promise you, like the best things that I've discovered about myself have been doing them, um, getting out of my comfort zone. You know, running for what is one of those things for me that I don't, that I dread doing at first, but once I do it, I love it and I feel so fulfilled and get the runners high and I'm so happy after I do it. And I've been running a lot more and that's something that's been great in my life. Yeah. Trying new coffee shops, just trying new workouts, trying new things because, you know, you never know. You may try a workout and end up loving it and you may hate other workouts, but this workout works for you and it's amazing. You may just really go to this coffee shop and love it and maybe they have like a croissant there that you love and it just like makes you so happy. Um, you know, you may try yoga, you may try journaling, Those are like so basic and generic examples, but there's a million things that you could say that you could try, maybe like a new facial bar, a new um, like acupuncture. I don't know. Like there's so many different things out there these days that you can try that's new, even just a walk at the park. It doesn't have to be crazy, Uh, but pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to discover those things and find those things about you, I think is just, it's so important and you know, not enough people discuss it. Um, The, I mean, truly the best things that I've discovered have been when I push myself out of my comfort zone and I try a new workout I've never tried before and discover that I love it or try a different place or, you know, just do different things. Um, Staying inside of your comfort zone isn't always going to be beneficial to you. And I think that when you get outside of it too, it also produces a lot more confidence and just happiness in general. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it doesn't always have to be a new thing you're trying. Sometimes it's something that you tried in the past that maybe you disliked and it's rediscovering that thing and realizing, okay, you know, a couple years ago, I didn't love, I'm making this up, but a couple years ago, I didn't love yoga, but now yoga is like it for me. And like, you know, with me right now in my life, I I always liked yoga, but yoga was not my main workout. Right now, that's my main workout. I'm focusing on restoration of my body. I'm focusing on recentering. I feel like yoga is perfect for me. 
and I'm loving it. And maybe a couple years from now, I'll still love it, but I might not do it every day. It might be something I do once a month. Or, you know, I used to want to do cycle every single day. And that's become something that I would rather do recreationally on occasions now. It's just, you have to realize that you're constantly changing. The things around you are constantly changing. Your feelings toward things and about things are always changing. And, you know, the more in tune you are, the more in the moment you are, like we were talking about earlier, the more you will discover like which things you are growing to like and which things you're growing to dislike and which things you've outgrown. And I think that's that's important too. You outgrow people, you outgrow places, you'll outgrow activities, you'll outgrow things. And I think that that's, that's a really big thing to realize in life and um, where to draw boundaries, where to set, set the bar, where to draw the line with certain things. Totally. Yeah, Elle, I agree with that. And I think in life, you know, we're always growing and changing and coming in and out of phases and liking different things, disliking different things and just, you know, kind of flowing with it. I've definitely tried workouts before and hated them and then came back a month or two later with a friend and loved it. Um, yeah. I just, I think that we're all changing and we're not expected to keep the same opinion or like the same things all the time. We're always changing and growing. And if you're not and you're regressing, then that's kind of sad. Like you want to be changing and growing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think this is a perfect time to kind of round this out and end on a positive note and list like name one thing that was positive that happened in our week you know because we are both kind of in like different phases of our life I just think it's good to always focus on the positive and you know maybe while we're listing this off you guys can think of something that's been positive in your life too yeah okay so along the lines of um like making your reality better I know we were talking about that kind of earlier in the podcast Um, obviously I love where I'm at in life but there's definitely days where it can feel like a loop it can feel monotonous so something I've been doing to just make my life happier and feel more fulfilled um, is doing little vlogs every day I love doing that and that's just something I've gotten really consistent with in the past like week or two so that's just made me really happy and I feel like that is something actually that I used to dislike doing that I've recently started to enjoy doing and I know it's just weird I feel like you go through phase is where you're more comfortable with things or less comfortable with things and that's something I've gotten really comfortable with and I've really started to enjoy yeah I totally agree I love that I think that's so cute too and I love that you are kind of like really coming into your voice and like sharing more because I feel like that's so valuable and special yeah and I'm so glad that fulfills you that's awesome what about you um so one positive thing you guys I've talked so much about my situation right now we don't need to rehab on it um but yeah I'm about to start this you know difficult hospital rotation whatever um so a few mornings ago I just started applying to jobs um and once I get the job then I'll tell you but right now all you need to know I just started applying to a bunch of jobs because I was like I just want some really steady income so I can start saving and blah 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 um I need like a job I can work at at night so I just started applying to all these jobs and I was just kind of like oh maybe I'll get it maybe I won't but this would be a really great thing because it would allow me to travel more and have more money to travel more and save up for my plans to move like all those things um and so I got two job interviews and it just made me feel so happy and confident um because I was offered like one of the jobs and it just like makes me feel so happy because that just makes me feel like I'm progressing and um you know not feeling into that trap of that expectation of being depressed and not having a lot to look forward to in post-grad you know having a job that's bringing in like a really good amount of income that I can work at and really love is such a positive thing to have in my life at this time yeah um so yeah that's been really positive and really happy I love that 
Yeah, I we want to start adding this to the end of our podcast because obviously like most of what we talk about is positive, but I think sometimes too like the whole comparison game can get people thinking like negatively and so I, we never want you to compare yourself to us and like think negative or whatever. Maybe you're not doing that. Maybe that's just something I do. I don't know, but I want everyone to just take away from our podcast positive things that are going on in their life and just, you know, think think about this um and how it works for you so I totally agree and I love that we definitely will be including this and dm us and tell us one positive thing going on in your week because we would love to hear it um and thank you guys for tuning in like it if you are here till the very end of this podcast that means the world to us that you are supporting and listening and all the things and don't forget to give our podcast a five-star rating on spotify we would like love and appreciate that so much you guys um but yeah We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week whenever you're listening to this. Yes. And yeah. We will see you next Monday. Bye.